I am loving. I am fabulous. I am beautiful. I am saved. I am a victor. I am faithful. I am devout. I am accepted. I am a Christian. I am MCC. And I am MCC. I am MCC. I am MCC. And I am MCC. 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 Our first reading is taken from the first letter of John, chapter 3, verses 14 to 24. We are reading from the English translation, the New Revised Standard Version, or NRSV. <clears throat> we know that we have passed from death to life because we love one another. Whoever does not love abides in death. All who hate a brother or sister or sibling are murderers. And you know that murderers don't have eternal life abiding in them. We know love by this, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for one another. How does God's love abide in anyone who has the world's goods and sees a brother or sister or sibling in need and yet refuses to help? Little children, let us love, not in word or speech, but in truth and action. And by this, we will know that we are from the truth and we will reassure our hearts before Him whenever our hearts condemn us. For God is greater than our hearts and He knows everything. Beloved, if our hearts don't condemn us, we have boldness before God and we receive from Him whatever we ask because we obey His commandments and do what pleases Him. And this is His commandment that we should believe in the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another, just as He has commanded us. All who obey His commandments abide in Him, and He abides in them. And by this, we know that He abides in us, by the Spirit that He has given us. Our second reading is taken from the Gospel according to Luke, Chapter 21, verse 7 to verse 13. This is also from the NRSV translation. They asked him, Teacher, when will this be and what will be the sign that this is about to take place? And he said, Beware that you are not led astray. For many will come in my name and say, I am he. And the time is near. Don't go after them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, don't be terrified, for these things must take place first, but the end will not follow immediately. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes, and in various places, famines and plagues. And there will be dreadful portents and great signs from heaven. But before all this occurs, they will arrest you and persecute you. They will hand you over to synagogues and prisons. And you will be brought before kings and governors because of my name. This will give you an opportunity to testify. Listen to what the Holy Spirit is telling us today. May the words we receive inspire us, comfort us, and challenge us. Amen. So, 
Apocalyptic stories or stories of end times are a multi-billion dollar industry. End times narratives are very appealing to so many people, especially amongst Christians. It's a multi-billion dollar product selling from various books about end times prophecies and also fictions like Left Behind. Don't get me started with films, both big and low budget, everyone trying to cash in on this end of world obsession. What are your favorite end times movies? Innocent as it may seem, Avengers Endgame is an apocalyptic narrative where a cosmic being is hell-bent on wiping out the population of half, like, half of the population of the universe. One of my favorite end-of-the-world movies was End of Days. Then, prior to that, I really liked the three-part film uh, Omen, which had a remake recently. Uh, I know this is a favorite of so many Christians. A story of the birth and rise to the rise to power of the Antichrist, the son of the devil, and how several people tried their best to kill him even as a child, using sacred cross-form daggers. Then we have so many zombie apocalypse films and series. We have an end-of-the-world movies about aliens annihilating humanity, others about cataclysmic natural events like the movie 2012. When our world did not end or have apocalyptic events, uh, back in the year 2000, some people said, well, we got our calculations wrong. Perhaps terrible events will happen in 2012 instead. Then came the movie 2012, a global flood reminiscing of Noah's story in the Bible. All these films and books, great in entertaining us and appealing to our imagination, nonetheless fuels a distorted view of the world, religion, and the so-called end times. Our closest example of how popular depictions of end-of-the-world stories distort people's lives or distorts people's lived reality and the real world. Um, people did not want to take the COVID vaccines because some, one, some believed it would make you a zombie. Two, they're putting a microscopic device inside of you that will eventually control your behavior and way of thinking. Three, the vaccine is the sign of the Antichrist of the Book of Revelation. Four, it will make you gay. <laughs> now, the last one, I'm not sure or how or when they got that and how that's related to the end of the world. But I also want to affirm that many terrible events have happened within the last several decades. The pandemic can surely feel and look like an end of the world. Suddenly, the entire human race, every nation around the world, stopped. Everyone locked into their homes and into their countries. Are we now about to see and live through the realization of how of the, of the movie Resident Evil, the 80s Night of the Living Dead, or World War Z? The pandemic lockdowns were indeed scary, and all the scarier because of what had been fed into us as to how the world or human civilization might end. I'm not here to deny or say that there is no such thing as end times or apocalypse. That is not the point of today's sermon. Science tells us that indeed a time will come when the earth will be swallowed up by the expansion of the sun, and then later the sun will itself die. We might indeed be living in our own end times as 
the early Christians and Jewish people did when Jerusalem and its magnificent temple was razed to the ground and its people massacred by the Roman legions in the year 70. We might indeed be living in our end times right now, the same way that when the Western Roman Empire fell and was no more, or in the same way when uh, 1,000 years after the fall of the Western Roman Empire, the Eastern Roman Empire and their Christian population fell to the Ottomans, giving rise, giving way to the Ottoman Empire. Perhaps, indeed, we are in our own end times. Now, the same way many peoples and countries fell during World War I and World War II. But all of these plagues, famines, and wars among nations, signs and wonders from heaven, all these shall happen, but the end will not come. Not yet. And for the last 2,000 years, many end times has transpired, much to the disappointment and dismay of many who imagined the end times to be how they wanted it to be. Dear friends, end times and all other end times, with or without the capital E, that have ever happened or prophesied, whether true or false, occurred not because whatever fantastic and cosmic battle we try to force upon ourselves and the world, but because of people's inability to love their neighbor as they love themselves. The world is under threat and it may indeed bring about cataclysmic events. And we are already experiencing them here in the Philippines with the historic devastating typhoons, not because of God or the devil, but it is because of the failure to love and take care of our environment. When corporate greed takes priority over care of the land, mountains, forests, rivers, and oceans. To some extent, these are passages in scripture, there are passages in scripture, especially among the prophets of old that repeatedly remind us that injustice, oppression, and greed leads to famine, destruction, war, and a loss of, and a lot of and unnecessary death. It is our failure to love, not believe, that has and continues to cause end times. The world may be experiencing another end times, not because of zombies or aliens, but because of some people holding wealth, land, and resources, while millions of people die every single day of hunger and thirst. We might be seeing a new end times, not because of LGBTQIA people and the so-called gay agenda, but it is because of how unloving and hateful many Christians are, shooting and killing other people who do not believe, think, or worship as they do. I think Jesus Christ does not give a damn what you believe or who you profess with your lips. More than how you as an individual um, and we as a people love each other and our environment through concrete ways of love, care, compassion, and justice. There's no point proclaiming Jesus as a savior and Lord when we fail to care and love others because they're different. I do not think Jesus cares whether he is your Lord and Savior if your theology and the way you practice your theology only bring about fear, hatred, violence, and domination that frankly is the cause of so much evil in the world. 
And more importantly, Jesus himself would be ashamed and angered when fear, hatred, and violence are done in his name, twisted and attributed to him. Maybe, just maybe. We are all living in and through our own end times, but not for reasons and imaginations of many Christians, but because of their failure to recognize that it is love that prevents destruction or transcends it. When Jesus spoke of the end times and gave some clues, the central message of his life, teachings, healings and death and resurrection, were not about end times. It was about feeding the hungry, giving drink to the thirsty, caring for the sick and the naked, and visiting those in prison and welcoming the stranger and sojourner. The Christian communities, during the times when the Gospel of John and the letters of John were being written, surely experienced and what felt and looked like the end of the world. With the destruction of the Jerusalem and the continuous persecution of their people by different Roman emperors, worst of which was under Nero. And yet, the tradition of the Gospel of John and the other Johannine writings was not about the end times, but about love. Over and over again, the incessant call of all the prophets and of Jesus, and the later of the saints, is life, is a life of faith, and rooted and grounded in love. Advent is a season of waiting, a season of anticipation. Advent is not just waiting for the celebration of Christmas, a past event, but of the Christmas, the second coming, when the kingdom comes and God's will is realized on earth as it is in heaven. But not in a way that most people think, imagine, or want. Advent is not waiting and anticipating, anticipating the rise of an imagined Antichrist. Well, if you haven't already seen the many Antichrists, we have so far, then you're really missing the point. Or the coming of an alien race who will wipe us out, or a zombie apocalypse. Advent is the season of waiting and anticipating when humanity will finally love one another and the whole inhabited earth as Jesus did. I'm sure Jesus is also waiting and anticipating when we will finally and truly love. Until that happens, let us keep loving in this end times of ours. Maybe, just maybe, we will survive it or overcome it precisely because of that love. <laughs>